Hey guys, we're excited to introduce you to Crime Salad, a true crime podcast. Each week, the hosts, Ashley and Ricky, dive in and investigate sudden disappearances, mysterious deaths, unsuspecting massacres, and more. Yes, they're really personable hosts who are also in the New Baby Podcasters Club. For those of you who want a juicy crime story that's the perfect length for a workout or a commute, these guys could be just the ones for you. You're about to hear a preview of Crime Salad. While you're listening, subscribe to Crime Salad via the link in the episode description on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, or wherever you get your podcasts. In some cases, the answer isn't obvious. Sometimes a vital clue is still missing. The police are withholding evidence from the public, or there are some stories that just don't add up. In this week's case, it seemed that even after all of the evidence was released and the story seemed fairly straightforward, the public wasn't and still isn't satisfied. In this episode, we will cover the missing case of Kanika Jenkins. Kanika Jenkins was born May 27, 1998, in Chicago, Illinois. She was the second child of three for Kenneth and Teresa, and her family was never one to miss church on a Sunday. Kanika was born a loving and caring person who always wanted to help others. In the fall of 2017, Kanika had decided to turn her passion for helping others into a career by pursuing a career as a nurse. She worked two part-time jobs while she went to school to study nursing. Even at 19 years old, Kanika was excited to achieve her goals and make the world a better place. On the night of Friday, September 8th, 2017, Kanika Jenkins was excited for a night out with her friends. It was her friend Irene Roberts' birthday, but Kanika had also just recently gotten a new job that she was excited about. The girls were thrilled to have a night out together, but knew that Kanika's mom wouldn't let them go and party like they had planned. Instead, they came up with a more innocent story. They were just going to go bowling. Kanika left her home around 11.30 p.m. that night, driving her friends in her mom's car that she was borrowing. Instead of going bowling, the girls headed to the Crown Plaza Hotel. The Crown Plaza Hotel is located in Rosemont, Illinois, a suburb of Chicago. It's only a few miles from O'Hare International Airport. With 13 stories, the hotel chain is fancy, but at only a little more than $100 a night. It seemed like the perfect place for some teenagers to throw a small party. The party had started earlier in the night, but by the time Kanika and her friends had arrived, it was well underway. Kanika was drinking cognac, but wasn't smoking any marijuana like some of her friends. Though most everyone seemed to be having a good time, some people noted that Kanika wasn't seeming like her usual self. To some, she seemed a bit sad. While the party went on, Kanika was seen up and dancing, chatting with friends, but at other times, they recall feeling like she wasn't that into being at the party. So about a half an hour goes by. Kanika and her friends decided that they were ready to head out. They headed out of the room on the ninth floor and made their way to the lobby. But when they got there, they realized that Kanika had left her cell phone and her keys back in the room. 
Her friends left Kanika in the hallway to go get her things, but when they returned, Kanika was nowhere to be found. Concerned about where she had gone, Kanika's friends from the party began to search the hotel to see where she had gone off to. These were the same girls who had driven Kanika to the party in her mother's car. They also had Kanika's phone with them, meaning that they had no way of contacting her. After searching around the hotel for a while, they grew more and more worried. The girls decided that they needed to call someone for help. Around 4.30 in the morning, Kanika's friends called her mother, Teresa Martin, telling her that they had lost track of her daughter somehow. Knowing that something wasn't right, Teresa got ready as quickly as she could to head to the hotel and to look for Kanika herself. Teresa could tell that the teens had been drinking, and she knew that her daughter didn't do well with alcohol. Fearing the worst, Teresa knew she needed to get there as soon as possible for her daughter. Teresa arrived at the Crown Plaza Hotel around 5 in the morning. She informed the hotel staff that her daughter was missing and pleaded with them to look at their security footage and to use any resources that they had to help find Kanika. The hotel staff refused, saying without a proper missing persons report being filed and the police being present, that there was nothing that they could do. Teresa called the police right then, but they said wait a few more hours and then file a report, just in case Kanika turned up. Given that they had so far been unsuccessful in finding Kanika, that the hotel had not been very helpful in the search, and now a few more hours had passed with no sign of her, Teresa had Kanika's sister report that she was missing to the police early that Saturday afternoon, around 1.15 p.m. This time, police were more willing to take the family's concerns seriously. Kanika Jenkins was officially a missing person. 